and this type of material further promotes mental health issues, especially in reflection to self-harm, according to previous studies. I understand today that there are certain elements here in this city, as well as across the nation, making baseless claims which are vilifying parents and are making the issue about everything else except protecting young impressionable minds from filth that most adults shy away from or are uncomfortable reading. This type of material is the definition of things that fell through the cracks. And I understand in a library of 500,000 books, it happens sometimes, even against best efforts. But that is where we step up and acknowledge, that the fa uh, acknowledge our failures and we right our wrongs. These specific books should not, be, uh, should not be subjected to a book challenge, but outright removed. These are not borderline controversial materials, but outright infectious diseases on young developing minds, which have the potential to have these minors seeking psychological help in the future. job is to promote academia, and the, pro and the parents' job is to raise their children. You are not a daycare, but a core education provider, which we pay our annual subscription fees through our tax dollars. It's to math, science, history, literature, automotive and computer technologies, which excites and challenges young minds, which in turn will provide the world with uh, intellects that will lead in breakthroughs, cure disease, be upstanding, contributing members to society. So let's focus on raising our rock bottom test scores and do away with exposing minors to sexually explicit material. You can do better. We can all do better. Okay, in this hour, we're going to walk through some of the most important issues in this nation. Signal, not noise. We're going to start with this uh What's happening at this revolution at school boards throughout the country? Parental rights as parents, parents step up. We're going to have Dr. Malone in a little while talking about the vaccine situation, not just in the United States, throughout the world. And then we're going to get into capital markets, uh, what's happening throughout the world that's going to impact your country and your personal finances. I want to go to uh, Tina Deskovich. This is in Dearborn, Michigan. And lay out what it looks absolutely packed. And here's what it appears to me to be different and some of the other ones we're following so closely, Tina. And Tina's one of the founders of Moms for Liberty. Um, Tiffany Justice's partner in the great team of Moms for Liberty. Most of the time we see it, you got some dads and dads are there doing their thing, but it's really driven by moms. I see packed house of men. Tell us what's going on in Dearborn, Michigan, ma'am. So we are holding a, a town hall here to, tonight in Troy, Michigan. So I flew in yesterday for that, uh, which has been on the calendar for weeks. Uh, and I was driving up to Troy last night after my flight, and I saw the exit for Dearborn. And a light bulb went off in my head that uh, they had moved their school board meeting to a larger location. Um, I had seen on the news all of these dads showing up in Dearborn upset about books they found in the library that contained sexually explicit material. And as you know, Steve, that's something we've been fighting at Moms for Liberty for two solid years now. So um, I, I, I pulled off, and I looked up the address on a news article, and I pulled in, and what I found was... Uh, the main auditorium 
was at capacity with 1,300 mostly dads, I'll say, um, some moms and parents and teachers, but mostly mostly dads from the Muslim community in Dearborn. Then they opened an overflow room, which uh, had a few hundred people, and that was at capacity. So then they opened the gymnasium, and that started filling up too. It was really remarkable. I walked around. Uh, I was there for a few hours just talking to people, chatting with them. Everybody was, uh, they were passionate about this issue, but they were kind and calm. Uh, the speakers were amazing. I saw that you just played one of the videos from one of the dads. They were articulate. Um, there's a lot of... No, lot no, of no. I got to tell you, by, by what you're saying, they, they, they filled up the main room, they had an overflow room, and then they went to the, and then they went to the, uh, to the gym. This is mainly men, Muslim men from, everybody knows Dearborn's got a big Muslim community. But here's what I found fascinating. That gentleman that stood at the beginning, that's kind of the pitch. I mean, he's walking through exactly in a very calm thing saying, hey, we want our kids to be at the cutting edge of technology and information technology. And there's so much to do. Of course, Dearborn's very close to Detroit, the automotive capital of the world. Our kids got to be in that. They shouldn't be in this ideology. And no offense, these books are pornographic. And it shouldn't be for us to have them slip through the cracks or have to go through 500,000 Vibes. I mean, his essential, his essentially what he told that board could be taken everywhere in the country. And if we just did that, we would clean this mess up in a day. Is that correct, Tina? And it could be said by a Christian or a Muslim or a Hindu or an agnostic, an atheist parent. Parents are parents. And that's one thing we keep saying at Moms for Liberty. We get accused of a lot of things. But what it, you know, what we know is that nobody loves children more than their actual parents. And parents absolutely have the fundamental right to raise their children, direct their upbringing, and know what's going on in school and what they're being taught. And that's what you heard last night from speaker after speaker, even using the same terminology. It's my fundamental right to raise my child. It's my fundamental right to know what, what they're being taught in school. I think, you know, 99% of parents in America agree with this. It's a very small minority that are pushing back. Even last night, it was a small minority that was there uh, standing against the, the mass amount of parents that were opposed to these horrible things that we're finding in schools. No, this is a 99% issue. P parents want to have parental rights. They want to be able to raise their kids on topics that they, the family should be dealing with. But they want the schools and stuff. But one of the things I found out fascinating about Moms for Liberty and some of these other groups, you're sitting there saying, hey, the test scores are so bad. The, the comprehension is so bad. It's not like we're number three or four in the nation and we got time to do this stuff or in the country, in the world. We're number 38 or 39 and clearly kids are, are not learning. Walk me through the town hall tonight. You're actually there for this town hall. Walk me through the town hall. Who's going to participate? How big a deal is it? So we decided to put on a series of town halls. This will be our first one. We're titling it Giving Parents a Voice. And what our goal is, you know, one thing we know at Moms for Liberty is a lot of this work, most of this work is best done at the local grassroots level. So we're not trying as a national organization to come and swoop in and solve the problems of Michigan. We are bringing together people of Michigan along with our chapters and parents. We're open to the public tonight. We're in Troy. We're at the American Polish Cultural Center. And we are... Um, we have invited the entire State Board of Education. We've invited the entire Senate Education, Com Education Committee and the House Education Committee. We've invited Governor Whitmer and uh, Governor Candidate Tudor Dixon. I will tell you, uh, Tudor Dixon is going to be here. She has confirmed the chair of the Senate Education Committee is going to be here, and the chair of the House Education Committee is going to be here. And wow. one member 
State School Board. So we will have them on stage. Uh, we will have discussion about four or five very specific topics that's going on in Michigan with public education, including Prop 3 uh, that really impacts parental rights. And then we're going to open it up to the public. Anyone that shows up that registered in advance uh, can, can come up to the microphone and ask these leaders in the state of Michigan about their concerns, and they'll get answers tonight. Now, as Doug Ducey, Arizona's at the cutting edge of the cash follows the kid, not the school. Is Doug Ducey also going to be there to explain what they're doing in Arizona, or is that going to come at a different time? He was on the agenda. He was on the panel as of last night. He now has to fly home uh, just before the town hall starts, so he he will not be on the stage tonight. Are you going to? Are people talking about that? Because what Arizona has done is pretty extraordinary. This thing about the cash follows the the the, the school funding follows the child and not the school. Is that a topic you're hearing come up about how you actually finance these schools? Absolutely. Uh, and we know Arizona is, you know, leading in that area. We were looking forward to hearing him from him tonight on that issue. But I know the Michigan state leaders uh, have studied that closely. Uh, I don't know where each of them stand on those issues, but it'll be a great topic tonight for them to explore. Tina, how do people get to Moms for Liberty? How do they follow you personally? Momsforliberty.org forward slash town hall for tonight if you want to join us and you're in the Michigan area. Uh, Moms number four liberty on all social media sites. And um, I'm Tina Deskovich on, on all social media sites. So uh, please, please, please join our movement. Uh, sign up at least to get our newsletter so you know what's happening. We can, can connect you to your local chapter. Uh, Steve, you know that we're up to over 240 chapters, 42 states, 100,000 moms, so dads, members. Yeah, you know, but it's not just us. What I saw last night was thousands of people that were not members of Moms for Liberty. You know, it's, it's, it's parents that are upset that are starting to organize and push back against this stuff. And honestly, it was it was a beautiful sight to my eyes last night. Yeah. No, and I want every guy in the that's a part of the audience of the posse, because the moms of the children, I'm not denigrating the guys, but I want you to look at those fathers in Dearborn, Michigan, principally from the Muslim community. There was, here's what's interesting. There's not an inch of back down there. They're going to make changes in that school system. They're going to say, hey, there's the, they're, they're very methodical. They're very polite, but there's not going to be any give up. There, there's going to be fundamental changes there. They're not going to allow this indoctrination of their children. They're not going to allow it to happen. And I think that's so, an example for everybody. So Go great ahead, Tina. To, yeah, it was great to see the courage. I mean, they were drawing the line in the sand and saying that we will not tolerate this for our children. Uh, you know, moms are doing that in our country and some dads, but really men need to stand up and say, this is my child. This is my grandchild. This is not okay. You can call me all kinds of names and it's not okay. What we saw last night were men that said, it is not okay that you are calling us names. It is not okay. We are not going to take that. We are protecting our children. They said that over and over again. Tina, thank you very much uh, for being there. Thanks, Moms for Liberty, for, for being one of the parental rights groups that's galvanizing this. And uh, thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks, Steve, for always having us on. We appreciate you. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, another hero, a hero of the medical freedom movement, a hero of really throughout the world, Dr. Uh, Robert Malone. Dr. Malone, there's been so much kind of inundation of information. Of course, Naomi is... And, and Mark Steiner being investigated by the by the British government. You've got just so much happening every day about the vaccines, Doctor Latipo. Just you're the you're the guy, if not the key inventor, one of the inventors of of this of the underlying technology for this vaccine. You've been looked at as the the world's top expert in this. Just walk us through today where you see this with the information coming out of where we stand with the vaccine right now, sir. 
Many people are now beginning to assert that there is no justification for these vaccines. They are neither safe nor effective. Furthermore, it's now clear that Pfizer did not do the studies. We had known this for a long time, but they have now admitted this in the European Parliament. There were never any studies to demonstrate that the products would actually protect against infection or replication or really spread of third parties. Um, the uh, data on whether or not the products are currently protecting against disease and death or hospitalization and death are increasingly strong all over the world. And uh, increasingly, the data are suggesting that these products, when administered repeatedly, are associated with uh, increased risk of uh, hospitalization and death. We had Joe Latipo bravely um, uh, presenting the data, well, well-developed data, appropriate data, uh, from the state of Florida's database, which uh, I'm glad he did that. I'd encouraged him to do it uh, because the state of Florida's data are independent of CDC and so not subject to what we now clearly know is CDC holding of information and manipulation of information. And, uh, of course, there's been a huge pushback in uh, much uh, um, uh, gaslighting, uh, a lot of words we could use, uh, definitely of Joe Latipo, including by Charlie Crist. But it's important to remember that Joe Latipo is an MD from Harvard, a PhD from Harvard, did his fellowship at Harvard, and was a full professor at UCLA in exactly these areas. Joe Latipo is more qualified to work on medical epidemiology for vaccines than I am, by a long shot. Um, and these assertions that he's only a surgeon general are absolutely absurd. I, I just want to go, before we go to break, about what happened in the European Parliament. Um, we were pitched on this initially that it was going to stop transmissions. I just want you to reiterate, we've got about 40 seconds before we go to break. The admission by the executives of Pfizer was that they didn't do any studies about transmit about its being effective against transmission. So that, according to them, that was never on the table. Is that how I understand it? I think the phrase was that we were working at the speed of science, whatever the heck that means. Uh, what they did was they avoided performing the standard regulatory tests that would be required, uh, typically phase one and phase two studies about transmissibility with the vaccine. They've clearly admitted, and what's key here is that Albert Boria refused to testify to the European Parliament and sent a surrogate who has now admitted this. As you know, we're now talking about hearings in the U.S. Senate over this as a consequence. Yeah, I want to get to that. Uh, Dr. Robert Malone, we're going to take a short commercial break. Dr. Malone is going to join us on the other side. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time, fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. 
They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, um, one of the biggest, um, how do I put this? You know, the win and everybody putting the shoulder to the wheel and, you know, this big sweeping victory we're going to have on November 8th um, because there's no substitute for victory. I gave a talk last night to a Catholic group. I said, hey, but the real work's going to start on the morning of the ninth about how you actually govern and what you do. And we've been covering this from the very beginning. The reason we started War Room Pandemic is uh, back in January of 2020, for those of you who have been with us. Uh, One of the biggest issues here has been this vaccine. Uh, and Naomi Wolf and others are saying that they believe we're going to be hurtling, hurtling towards one of the biggest scandals, if not the biggest scandal in the history of this nation, that aligned big pharma and the medical industry, medical industrial complex, all of it, big media, the suppression of voices, etc., against people who actually looked at the data and told the truth. And so now what we're going to try to do in the coming days and weeks ahead is work with some of the experts uh, that we've had Dr. Malone, Dr. McCullough, Naomi Wolf, all the people who print Dr. Latipo to really start to husband the, the, the information because I can tell you in, in, in February, March, April of next year, the hearings that are going to take place, people are going to start putting this forward, the Dr. Rand Pauls and others in the house. This is going to be a huge undertaking. So Dr. Malone, I just want to make sure I understand it because I'm a simple guy. There were three broad categories or verticals that we were pitched on about the about the uh, vaccine and why it had to be done so quickly, but more importantly, why you had to take it or be forced to take it. Those three categories were it was going to stop or make it better for transmittability, for hospitalizations, or decrease hospitalizations, and that was going to make sure we didn't cross the capacity utilization of the ICU units, right? And number three, it was going to d- decrease deaths. Those are the three broad categories. As you see it, in the European Parliament, they kind of said, hey, transmittability, we really didn't have time to check that. We were moving at the speed of science. We really didn't even, I mean, you kind of took it off the table, which was really Rachel Maddow's and MSNBC's biggest pitch when it first started. So when I look at all three of those categories, as you see the evidence, sir, as one of the world's leading experts, is there any backup of the data you've seen in those three categories, sir? So, as I said on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial back in January in the Stop the Mandates protest, the data at that point was clear that with Omicron, it was the jabs were not protecting against infection, replication, or spread. Of course, as you mentioned, now we know that they were never talking transmission, and yet that was the justification for the lockdowns and the huge economic and psychological damage that was done and the damage to our children feeding back to the last segment. Now the data are becoming increasingly clear 
from all over the world, and this has been building for months now, this is a multi-month trend, that the vast majority of those that are hospitalized or dying from, uh, let's say gently with the virus because the data are so contaminated uh, by the incentives, the vast majority of those are the highly inoculated. There are data that show that there's a dose-dependent response. The more inoculations, the more likely that you're hospitalized or dead. Um, the science underlying that is become increasingly clear in that we have both this immune imprinting or original antigenic sin problem and then increasing data actually supporting antibody-dependent enhancement. So we have mechanism, we have epidemiology data, and we have clear evidence, as Naomi is correctly saying, whether or not it gets as big as, as she's asserting, there's clearly fraud and collusion in uh, well, the wholesale, wholesale. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. It norms. has to get as big. Hang on. It has to get as big what you just said about hospitalizations. And because I'm not a doctor, so you need to explain this to me. I'm a, I'm a simple guy in this area. You're actually making the case or you feel you can make the case with the data out there for categories two and three, which is hospitalizations and deaths. Are you saying you think the evidence shows that it's actually the reverse, that the more inoculator? Because right now on TV, they're talking about the other jabs. They're talking about you got to do this, the five to 11 year olds. It's still nonstop. Are you saying that you see you can make a case and husband the data? That in categories two and three for hospitalizations and deaths, you're actually saying that the more you're inoculated, the higher probability? And this has been the case for months now. This is part of why the Scottish data sets were shut down. It's clear in the data from Canada and from many other locations. The United States data, as we know, are compromised by the CDC in their political considerations. We've actually put some of this data in the book that's going to be coming out before the election. The, 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 your, your copy of your new book that's going to be your, the electronic version of that's going to be released before election day. Is that correct? That's what uh, Tony Lyons told me as of this morning. So this one I understand, then this would make it the biggest scandal then because you're saying that, and this is what I think people have a hard time grasping. You've got all these top medical institutions. You've got all these top doctors. You've got the CDC. You've got the FDA. You have the U.S. government. You have MSNBC, CNN, and I've got credentials. Med medical John Hopkins. Medical journals. Medical journals. Peer-reviewed journals. journals, the top. How can they possibly be? It's just people are sitting there going, it's so – the conspiracy would be so vast as to sit there and go, it can't possibly be correct. But you're saying the data, you believe the data shows that? The data are the data. Um, in terms of how could this possibly be, that is, I think, the most important question. And there's, you know, the core thesis of this program all the way through with you and Peter has been the effects of the CCP on Western democracies, and particularly the United States. And there's increasing evidence that all of these various activities and it in it the, the tendrils go down into the topics you were just talking about the flow of cash and various compromise strategies that have flown that have flowed from the ccp into these various organizations and institutions has been profoundly corrupting and i suspect i don't know but at this point what i think i'm seeing is that 
when when we finally get to the bottom of this, if people do their job, we're going to find out that the root cause of this has been a concerted effort on the part of the CCP, just as you've been saying and Peter is saying. And I was just with Peter last night uh, at the Heritage Foundation. And uh, I think the case is going to become increasingly clear that the compromise of press and institutions can be traced back to an intentional multi-year strategy on the part of the CCP. Okay. To get to the, you just said to get to the bottom of it. You've got your Substack, you've got your social media, you've got your website, you're coming out with your book from the great team over at Tony Lyons and the great team of Skyhorse. People want to know right now, because it's so explosive, and we're still in the process of this. They're still pushing this on five to eleven year olds. And you got the Scottish situation with the babies. You got all the stuff happening. That's hey, why we're in the Steve, fog of war. Steve, can I interrupt? Can yeah. I interrupt Go on ahead. that? They're yep. pushing yep. for five to seven year olds in the United States, not in much of Europe. There's multiple European countries that have blocked the use of this shot for children of any age up to age of adulthood. And there are nations in Europe that have blocked the vaccine completely. Okay, that's perfect. How would then, when you say get to the bottom of it, and, and we're going to have these House and Senate, you know, you, you're very close to Ron Johnson. Ron Johnson's up six points now. He's going to be all over this in, in, in the new Congress. Um, and one of the reasons he's up six points, trust me, is because of this top, topic. The media doesn't want to talk about it, but the people in Wisconsin, though, you're going to have people, you got Rand Paul, Ron Johnson, you're going to have fire breathers in the house all over this. In your mind, we got about two minutes to do this. Walk me through how Malone and others, the McCulloughs, this team comes out. How do you, quote unquote, get to the bottom of it, sir? Um, there's The problem has been that the House and the Senate on the opposition, uh, I'm being cautious here, let's say conservatives, uh, have not had the power of the subpoena. What we have now are the various attorney generals who have kind of superpowers in terms of discovery that are working through the federal government. Um, and now we need to have the legislature working through it. And by the way, one of the first things I hope the legislature puts on its uh, mission list is to stop these uh, declarations of public health emergency. But it's going to require... Um, lengthy hearings, and it's going to require subpoena power, and it's going to require people in the House and Senate being willing to hold people legally accountable if they are disingenuous, let's say, or not fully forthcoming. Do you, you, I take it you anticipate that that big, maybe in parts of the government, but big pharma is not exactly going to be wildly enthusiastic about going through these investigations? Is that what, is that what you're implying? <clears throat> Steve, you're being so politically correct. Uh, um, I think that's self-evident, but it's so much bigger than pharma. Uh, and the question is, how, how deep and broad does this go? Because clearly the corporate media are compromised. We have Twitter functionally, as I documented in the Substack a couple days ago in the article about Twitter as a weapon. We clearly have documentation now that Twitter has become a tool of the Democratic Party and both Biden and Obama administrations. We have the linkage between Tony Fauci and his daughter that works as an engineer at Twitter. 
um, that appears to be a major information funnel for uh, executive branch or or administrative state interests into Twitter. This is deep, broad, and longstanding. Dr. Malone, how do people, we got about 30 seconds, how do people get to your Substack, your website, and find out about and order the book? rwmalonemd.substack.com. The book is The Lies My Government Told Me. You can see it on uh, Amazon and pre-order, please. And, of course, it's always on Getter at rwmalonemd. Dr. Malone, your Substack is on fire. Your social media is on fire. Thank you very much for joining us. And I think I have to agree with Naomi. This may be the biggest scandal, maybe in the history of the country. Going to talk about capital markets in Saudi Arabia next. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Look, woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freeing the, freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. And our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values, like the Chinese Communist Party. It's time for a change. And that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I'm pl- proud to partner with Public SQ, the largest network of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses and consumers our nation has ever seen. Public SQ is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that can never cancel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. And here's the best part of it. It's absolutely free to join. Just download the Public SQ app from the Apple Store or Google Play. Create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. Download the app today. Public SQ. That's Public SQ. Public SQ. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. Take action. Do this today. War Room. Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we got a lot to cover in the last half hour of the show. The 20th Party Congress opens on uh, Sunday morning in Beijing. We're going to be doing wall-to-wall coverage with our partners over at the Committee on the Present Danger. Of course, Real America's Voice is going to give us plenty of distribution of uh, the probably the most p- important political meeting in uh, in this century as far as geopolitics goes in the United States of America. And Dave Brad's going to join us momentarily about capital markets. I want to bring in Congressman Tom Tiffany from Wisconsin. Congressman, the last time we saw you, I think it was Michael, you, know, you were down in the Darien Gap, and it shows you how you kind of think through issues well in advance. The Darien Gap, all the big news stories now is how the Darien Gap is the flow through for really the invasion of the United States coming up from Latin America and from other people around the world going to Latin America or South America and then coming up through the uh, through the Darien Gap. So we appreciate and we really respect uh, your report you gave us. I think it was almost a year ago or in the spring. But right now, you're one of the signatures. I want to talk about Saudi Arabia. Here's what, here's what I don't understand. I don't understand how a, a, a guy supposed to be president of the United States kowtows to the Saudis and begs them for a million, dollar, a million barrel a day increase. And the Saudis come back, who are supposed to be our allies, and they partner with the Russians and the Chinese Communist Party and have a two million barrel a day cut. So that's a three million barrel a day swing. Uh, and now we find out that the Biden administration, Jack Pesos, has been putting this stuff up. 
there were all these conversations. They kind of knew this was coming, but they begged, not just kowtowed when he first went, it was so humiliating, but then begged them to please just hold it past the November midterm elections. Uh, so, sir, tell us, tell us what's going on. Yeah, I think you set this up well, Steve. And this actually dovetails with your previous guest, Dr. Malone. The thing I hear from my constituents here in rural America is they said, we want accountability from our federal government. And that's exactly what we're seeking here. Um, you saw the letter that I sent to Speaker Pelosi saying, it's time to have hearings on what happened here with the Biden administration in asking the Saudis to hold off this production cut, the announcement of it, for another month. And of course, another month is past the election. And the Saudis have revealed that for all the world to uh, to view. And I think Congress should have hearings on this and find out, hey, what happened? Um, uh, who was involved with it? And let's get answers for the American people. And probably more than that, Steve, is this is an in-kind contribution to the Democrat Party if it's true. Explain that to our audience, because this thing is about uh, when you say an in-kind contribution, walk us through how you get there. Yeah. So um, by cutting their production, uh, they're going to drive up prices. And the Saudis have been clear. This is an economic decision on their part. And of course, we've made ourselves vulnerable by no longer being energy independent. So it's an economic decision on their part. And uh, it's going to cost Americans more at the pump. At no worse time. I mean, remember what Bill Clinton always said when he was president. One of the things he watched most closely was the retail gas price because it is on the reader boards everywhere in America. And when that price is going up, that's not good for an administration. They know what the impact of this is in the Biden administration. And they tried to push it off by getting the Saudis to agree to delay, uh, to delay their decision. And the Saudis, what are they telling them at this point, Steve? They're telling the Biden administration, go pound sand. No, it's, it's, it's shocking. Let me, let me go back in time because this is what also confuses me about this. President Trump had a phone call with Zelensky. In fact, it's the reason this show started. We started his war room impeachment in October of 19 because of we knew and felt that uh, the Pelosi was going to move to impeach the president off of what was essentially a perfect phone call back in, I think, August of that year. When he talked to Zelensky, they ended up impeaching a president of the United States for only the third time in our nation's history and put the nation through all this turmoil and kind of took our eye off the ball of what was important to get done. How does this how is this not a quid pro quo? How is this and the Saudis have kind of outed these guys? How is this not an exact quid pro quo that they asked the Saudis for that? The Saudis said, we're not going to do that. We have economic considerations and we have partners and we're going to do it this way. How is this not? exactly what they accused Trump of, but this is actually, in fact, a quid pro quo. Steve, isn't this a classic case of projection? We see this from Democrats all the time where they say, we suspect you Republicans and conservatives of this bad behavior. And they used um, the Zelensky call as a pretext to go to, uh, to go to impeachment. And it's just this case of projection on their part. But this is really of real concern, and it's why I sent the letter, and I sent it in all seriousness. Let's find out what's going on here. Because you really have a Congress at this point, Steve, that is a weak sister 
in terms of the three branches of government. And I would hope at some point Democrats and Republicans would say, hey, let's get back to being a co-equal branch of government. And one of the most important things we do is to have oversight of the administration in order to make that happen. You're in the minority right now, but if things go according to, you know, all the polling and Politico says they're pulling out of all these districts, let's assume we take the House. And I know it's a big assumption and people got to do their work, but they do it. Do you anticipate driving the fact that we got to have more oversight, but specifically in this area, we have to have hearings in January, February of next year, sir, with the new Congress? Yeah, add it to the list, Steve. I mean, we know what needs to be. We need to have hearings on the FBI, the Department of Justice, on big tech, on the border, Mayorkas and um, his lying to the American people. We know all that stuff is lined up. I think you just add this to the stack. Look, the, all the news today, Politico has got a huge story that Ron Johnson, who they said is the most vulnerable guy, the, he's dead to rights, everything like that. He's up six and he's actually surging a bigger spread. The Politico story about the Democrats are pulling out of the districts. What do you, when you're around with your constituents in that, in that great district out there, in rural Wisconsin with these kind of American heroes and patriots, the backbone of this country. What are folks telling you? Are you getting a sense that we are building momentum? Yeah, I do. And I think people are very quiet out here. And I think it's a very bad sign for the Democrats. Um, that the, they're, they're not saying a lot. I mean, Steve, we did 25,000 doors from the 1st of June till the end of August. And our numbers were coming back consistently. And we were hitting this middle ground of people, set aside the people that consistently vote Republican, consistently vote Democrat, election after election. We got in the middle and uh, we were um, polling these people and finding out uh, what was their greatest concern. And it was the typical things that you would expect, inflation, high energy prices, border, things like that. Abortion popped up for two weeks. That was it. Then it went away. And... Um, I really get the sense that the American people, they know what's going on here. And if we do our job, um, I think it's going to be a really good night on November 8th. And I kind of chuckle, you talking about Ron Johnson. You think these people would go back to 2010 and 2016 to see what Senator Johnson did. I think we're going to see a rerun in 2022. Yeah, we were with him at 16. And I said, you're going to do this. He surged at the end in one big would like President Trump. Uh, Congressman Tiffany, how do people follow you? You're always uh, you're always ahead of the curve. So tell us how folks can get to you. Yeah, thanks for the kind words. It's at Rep Tiffany. You can find all of our information, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, wherever. And um, yeah, follow us. We're um, I, I got to tell you, Steve, I got a great staff and they think about this stuff. And we follow people like Michael Yan and communicate with people like Michael Yan to make sure that we're seeing what is around the corner. No, you've done a great job. Your signal, not noise. And I tell people, if you want to see what's going on, there's a handful of guys over there. They're always looking on the other side of the hill. Tom Tiffany's one. Congressman Tiffany, thank you. Appreciate it. Steve, it's, it's always good to be with you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Let's go to Dave Bratt uh, in, uh, down at Liberty. Uh, Dave, um, first off, let me ask you about, put your political hat on for a second. I know you don't get involved in politics, but just, your feeling of where the country's going right now. We're three and a half weeks. And you know, you always have that inflection point when, 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 the, when the, the independents and the American people start to break one way or the other. You saw that's why this story in Politico is so important. The Democrats are feeling it and they're starting to pull back and they're starting to retrench to save those seats they have to save. And they're leaving incumbents, which a lot of times they'll leave challengers, but it's very rare, like O'Halloran out there running against Eli Crane, for them to start pulling money away from, uh, 
from actual incumbents is a big deal, sir. Yeah, I, I think the the American people are unsettled uh, and they just sense uh, chaos. And I, I think they sense the institutions are falling apart and uh, they want some something they can believe in again, something to restore uh, morality and goodness and trust and the the basic fabric of, of what America is. And so uh, I, I seriously do think there is a major, you know, political realignment uh, going on that's not uh, particularly partisan. It's uh, it's uh, a return to just America, the decency of the 50s when K to 12 school, you just went went to school and learned stuff and you went to business and worked hard and you, you got a paycheck. And uh, so I think people are going to be voting with their feet to restore just some stability and and you know to to the to the folks who want to increase wages of Americans, uh, there's a globalist force out there. We can dig into that a little bit if we got time. That's uh, ripping uh, things apart. Uh, the, the globalist Euro folks, Malone and all that. That story's the uh, European globalists, of course, in the middle of that one. And then you got China coming after us uh, separately from that, but coordinated. And uh, the American people are uh, are just under attack and they feel that and they want someone uh, that can stand up to forces that big and uh that's a tall order let's go uh, i want you to get to your charts we're kind of pressed for time but i want to do it but real quickly the chancellor of the exchequer uh got yeah. fired this morning right for this yeah. for this uh, fiasco i i think liz Truss, and i say this again i think there's going to be i think she's gone as prime minister i think the tory party is now in trying to save themselves but david talks it shows you you got in these capital markets, particularly if you don't address spending as yeah. a government executive, you got to be very careful. Dave Brett. Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, it, it's kind of like uh, finally, right? It took inflation to get us to focus on the real economy, right? The underlying, no one ever talks about the real economy. And so you, what you just said at the uh, international level, uh, same thing, right? Uh, all these issues are now forcing everyone to get back to basics. Uh, and you can't have 31 trillion in debt in our case. Uh, and in the China case, China's got a 300 uh, percent debt to GDP. And so on, on the international front, the euros, trusts and all them, you know, England's a, a hair better, but not much. They have uh, succumbed to the uh, euro folks. Uh, right. The, uh, the eurozone is incredibly powerful. Our World Health Organization and the Gates Foundation on, and Malone. Uh, you guys were going over that story. Uh, but right now, the globalists know they got they have to get rid of three nation states in particular uh, that are a pain to them. They want an empire run on uh, on high and they, they have to get rid of Russia. And interesting, the United States of America is on that one right now in a proxy war. And Tulsi Gabbard is making all the news on that one. Great for her. Uh, and then China, which is cracking up right now, their economy is basically ours. And so if ours uh, slows and if we decouple and our supply chains move back uh, just even somewhat, uh, they're going to be decimated and they know it. Uh, and so uh, I listed uh, up on the notes, there's some other uh, issues with China, right? They had got the ghost cities. They got the, the CCP virus lockdowns across every major city. And their cities are 30 million each wailing uh, in noise at night. Yeah. And then finally, the what? third nation state that's got to be getting getting rid of, but uh, Russia and China, and then the United States. 
And so the Euro folks uh, are coming after us and the China, the Chinese are coming after us. And so that's the context. Hang on one second. We're going to take a break. I'm going to get Bradley Thayer here because the 20th Party Congress to anoint Xi as emperor for life takes place, starts Sunday morning in Beijing. We're going to be doing wall-to-wall coverage over the weekend in this monumentally important meeting about our greatest existential threat, the Chinese Communist Party. Dr. Bradley Thayer, Day Brett, next. If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in the great state of Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and guess what? They're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Now go to PatriotMobile.com. That's one word. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call the following number, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Bannon. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call 972 972- Patriot, make an impact. Use your agency. Action, action, action. It's arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, make sure you download Getter because all weekend you're going to stay up on this 20th Party Congress because it has major, major, major implications for the United States of America. And it's coming right in the middle of the run-up to this incredibly important 2022 midterm. Dr. Bradley Thayer is going to demystify his force. First off, we're going to be doing coverage. You're going to be part of it all over the weekend, including Real America's Voice is going to have live from Texas an actual panel with Frank Gaffney, the president, the committee on the present danger, China, Fattis, some of the superstars there will be involved in that. Doctor, we're going to do a special tomorrow morning, at least for part of our show about this and the implications geopolitically for the United States and personally for your life against our greatest existential threat, the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, Dr. Thay got a big piece. It was the lead story this morning on the Hill demystifying the 20th Party Congress. This audience is pretty sophisticated. Why is this important? Why should people focus on exactly what's going to happen starting on Sunday morning in Beijing? Well, Steve, great to be with you again. Uh, It's significant um, for two major reasons. One, because our enemy is getting his house in order. Um, Xi Jinping needs this 20th Party Congress and has laid the foundation for it uh, to serve as really a coronation uh, that captures his control of the party, and of course the party is in control of China. So it's very significant for that reason. The second reason why it's important is because we should expect Xi Jinping 
and the Chinese Communist Party to be far more aggressive uh, in the wake of the 20th Party Congress uh, in uh, the months, uh, of course, and, and uh, years to come. Again, because there's an aspect of domestic political control that he will have achieved uh, very likely for the foreseeable future. Um, Let me ask you, hang, 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 hang over a second. He's, he's going to get more control, obviously. But go to Dave Bratt's thing. It's control of a house of cards because right now financially they 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 got so much leverage, incredible amount of three hundred percent. I think they've got these ghost cities. They have this real estate implosion. Uh, they're very concerned about the productivity right now is way down. They're doing these mass uh, lockdowns and still on COVID CCP virus. What what, what about Dave Bratz? He's going to consolidate a house of cards. Well, Dave Bratz exactly right that they have. A, a tremendous economic problems. And we could add to that list bubbles in real estate, uh, corruption, the fact that there's no transparency in banking in China, environmental pollution, um, the bubbles in cement and in steel. Uh, so their demography, uh, a very problematic demography that China has. So there are many breaks on uh, China's growth and problems in China's economy. That said, Steve, China's a totalitarian country. Uh, so the party rules with an iron fist. So given these economic problems that they have, um, that's not determinative of the party losing control. And additionally, of course, they have other elements, more positive elements of their economy, uh, which exist uh, uh, as well. So the key aspect here is economies are always going to rise and decline. And China's always going to have economic problems uh, associated with it. But the party is never going to lose control. It's determined not to. Now, whether it is or not, of course, is a separate issue. But it's determined are, are, never. Are, for, for us to be worried, are you saying with more control, and he will control not just emperor for life, but control the party, the state, and the military, that now is the most dangerous time we have in facing this adversary? It is, Steve. I mean. This guy has ambitions beyond Mao. Mao Zedong was bad enough, obviously, for the Chinese people and for the world. This is an individual who has, a, Xi Jinping has ambitions far beyond Mao Zedong. So here we have an individual who's risk accepting, uh, who's bold, and is determined uh, to have his imprint on China, but also on the world, and, and he's deliberately targeting us, uh, obviously, as part of that. So Absolutely, Steve. This is a problem which is going to get worse, and it's going to get worse uh, very rapidly once uh, the next week is over with the 20th Party Congress and the plenary session. Dave Bratt, you're an economist. As you see this, when he says it gets worse and going to be even more aggressive, remember, they're at economic war with us right now and have been for many decades. How do you see this playing out, sir? Yeah, I, I love Dr. Thayer, Thayer's comments always on the show. I think he's spot on, but the question will be about this aggression. Uh, it's going to get very interesting, right? Uh, and the war room uh, posse is going to flip out when I say this. So hold on to your seats. The Wall Street boys and big tech may actually come to our rescue here in a perverse way uh, because our economy is their economy. Our big five tech firms have market cap equal to all of China. And so if we decouple and the supply chains break apart and globalization really falls, uh, Dr. Thayer is correct. They will maintain control. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but 
I, I'm curious to see if big tech exerts some uh, power um, and, and on talk China. About, talk, That'll be talk interesting. About war, talk, talk about war room heresy. I think we just had it yeah, from Liberty right, University. I know. From God. I got to. I got to get you Southern. You Baptists got to get no. Brad, what's your social media? We're going to come back and have a bigger debate about this over the weekend. Good. What's your? How do people get to you, sir? Yeah, Brat Economics at Getter, and uh, it's not out of virtue they're going to come. It's they're just following the <laughs> profits, the almighty dollar. Dave Brat, love you, brother. Thank you for jumping in here, uh, Doctor Thayer. You're going to be with us. We're going to work your schedule tomorrow morning. We're also going to do this live pickup from Real America's Voice from Dallas as we're going to crash Frank Gaffney and the team. We're going to crash the 20th Party Congress. You're going to, want to do it. It's going to be 8 o'clock in the morning in Beijing when they kick off. We're going to do it, I think, 9 o'clock Central Time here. Dr. Thayer, how do people get to you, get to this amazing article that was the lead story in the Hill? How do they get to your social media? How do they get to your website? Most importantly, how do people buy your book? Oh, well, Steve, thanks very much. Uh, they can access the article, of course, uh, through uh, Bradley Thayer at Getter or uh, at uh, Bradley Thayer at Truth, of course, at the Hill website. And the book that I uh, co-wrote with uh, Lian Chao Han is available at Amazon. Uh, and so um, uh, thanks very much, Steve, and look forward to joining you this weekend to uh, touch on some of, develop some of these points. And thank you for your insights about this. It's obviously very important. Bloomberg TV, the smart people, the smart money have been covering this now just like we have nonstop. Dr. Thayer, thank you very much. Okay, tonight at 5 to 7, not only are we going to be on fire, right now if we can finish working it out, I think we can, Dennis Prager is going to join us for the entire hour, 6 to 7. You're not going to miss that. One of the smartest, most decent people in this country, Dennis Prager, in the war room tonight. See you then. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early 
to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, If you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 